Ladies and gentlemen, Happy New Year. Welcome to another year of Politically Entertaining. It's 2018. We're back. I'm Frank here with Byron. Byron, we've been off for a while. We're, we're back to start the new year. Um, before we get started with all the new stuff that's been happening in the news for 2018, just let the listeners know why they should go back, listen to old episodes in 2017, 2016, and what Politically Entertaining brings to the party every week. We started this in 2016. I can't believe we we made it this far, man. We're on season three. Want to thank you all for sticking with us so far. As you know, we bring you news, politics, as well as social issues. We try to cover a lot of topics that are uncovered in mainstream media. We got some important stuff to get to today. Uh, not going to do a long episode for you guys. Frank and I are a little rusty, and we need to warm up. But uh, we still have some important topics to get to. Before we do. Frank, you know, we've been off for a minute, man, and I tell you, between, uh, you know, the weather being as freezing as it's been lately and things of that nature, sometimes certain things just remind me of just how old I am. Like, I feel like I used to could take 30 and 20 degree temperatures. Now I can't. And something else that happened uh, last week, it was the 25th anniversary of NBA Jam. Now, for you video gamers, I know you remember that game. 25 years ago, that game came out. And when I saw that, man, I felt old. Do you ever come across things that you see that, you know, a certain album or a certain movie that came out 20, 25 or 30 years ago that you look at and say, man, and it just reminds you of how old you are? Every day, every day, to be honest with you, and it's, it's something even more subtle than say a movie because I'm, I'm a huge Transformers fan not not the Michael Bay movies but the 1986 you know Transformers Generation 1 Optimus Prime Megatron those those guys um, back when Megatron turned into a gun who does that right um, but the the thing that makes me kind of pause now I'm age is going out to like restaurants malls and seeing young people working and I'm like yo this kid's working here. These people are serving me and they're fully confident doing their job. And I know they're younger than me. I, you know, I'm, I'm 36 uh, for those of you who don't know. But, you know, that's not terribly old. But that does leave a lot of room for people in the workforce who are in their 20s and maybe even some of their teens. You know, uh, one of the restaurants we go to a lot is Hands because they're very family friendly. have a pretty good kids menu. And so we go there often as a family, probably, you know, once or twice a month. And so you see these young waiters and things in the servers and you're like wow they don't even have kids like you can just tell the way they interact with with my daughter like you don't even have kids you have no idea like whoa so it's just those kind of things you start seeing man um you know time time waits for no one and it's certainly moving on for for us uh for us uh old fogies so to speak (laughs) yeah it's not like getting those daily reminders man i work with people who uh, 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 younger than me and, and they'll bring up certain artists and certain songs and it just reminds me of when I was younger and I would do the same to older people and be like wow you've never heard of him you never heard that song before and I'm, and I'm like nope yeah I know I'm I'm old I get it so with that said you know what um, we're going to go ahead and get into some politics
are listening to Politically Entertaining, your Cliff's Notes to American Politics. And now your host, yeah, Frank well, welcome and you all Byron. Back. Politically Entertaining, Frank Turner, Byron Evans, we are here. You can follow us on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter. We're at, we're at uh, The Vocal Minority on Twitter, Politically Entertaining on Facebook. Uh, we're also on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, as well as Google Play. Wow, it's been a while since I said all that. Like I said, we are rusty. Um, first thing I want to get into, Frank, the big news that's been uh, last week and the week before has been DACA, which is the immigration policy that Congress and the president are working on. DACA, for those of you that don't know, stands for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Basically, long story short, it's kids who came here with their parents and their parents came here, you know, more than likely illegally. And when they were about two or three years old, so they came here and they've been here. So some politicians feel like, hey, let's make a way, even though they're technically legal, let's make a way for them to earn legal uh, citizenship in this country if that's what they want. So during the negotiations, our good president uh, allegedly, I want to be careful here, allegedly referred to uh, certain countries in Africa, El Salvador and Haiti as um, assholes. And by now you should know what the S means. It's been all over the media. So uh, he, he mentioned that about people from those countries. Uh, so, Frank, I definitely wanted to get your take on that before I get into some of the other issues in the negotiation. But that comment alone has allegedly broken down the talks between the Democrats and Republicans. So what did you get from all the uh, Well, first off, did you enjoy hearing so many uh, cable news announcers use that word on TV so freely? And what did you think about, you know, the president allegedly using that word about the people that are from these countries? You know, it's interesting to see that going on, like, say, CNN or even the local news with the, um, you know, basically it holes um, comment. And to me, there's a couple things that stood out but don't stand out. One is what the president said was certainly offensive, but there's a lot of people in this country who are both black and white, and, 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 and I say this truthfully, that think those countries are those things, that they have those opinions about certain other countries, maybe not those block of countries mentioned, but they think that. And I find that very interesting, considering that this nation is so Christian. And so to think that anybody, if everybody's really God's people, as, as, as they would believe, right, why, why are you in negotiations calling other countries who need help, who have issues you know you're trying to find a way to work with with the world and bring other countries um you know to to the table allow their you know allow their you know people to become citizens like you said through through some kind of uh legal and good way and you're referring to them as that that just shows me that they're not going to get a fair shake definitely not like i mean that just pretty much shows you the prejudice that exists and it kind of is very funny because Here's something that nobody's going to say, but you know what's funny? Like all the NFL players, the NFL season is pretty much over now. My, you know, it looks like the Patriots are going to win again, by the way. I don't want to spoil that for anybody. I have not been watching the NFL all year, but I just know that's going to happen based on who's left. Um, but with that being said, a lot of the NFL players who kneel, who were kneeling, a lot of people um, were saying, why don't you go back to your country? A lot of those countries that people were saying go back to are some of those same holes that people were referring to. So it just shows you what people really think of, 
you know, certain types of races or, or black race in America and show you how far we have to go with certain things. And I know people may not connect those things, but when people say you go back to your country as a, as a black person, what are, they, what are they talking about? Are you, are you talking about going back to Turks and Caicos? I mean, like, where are you talking about? You're talking about going to these third world rundown countries where there's no economy and a lot of lawlessness. That's what you think of us. So that's and that's why. Um, you know, so many black people are being murdered by police and people don't have sympathy because at the end of the day, people believe that that's where we all came from and that's where we all go back to. And eventually that all comes out of us, which is why we're more violent, which is why we're good, better at sports, whatever it is. I just am not surprised at all. I'm just wanting to tie that together. Donald Trump is basically the subconscious or now has become the conscious of white people in America including the hypocritical evangelicals who claim they serve Christ but really only serve their own um, interests and egos. And, and so it's just very interesting to see all this come out. And so, yeah, it was an uproar in the media, but I don't think it's going to make any difference. I mean, I think the the, the, the DACA thing is going to, the people who are, are um, waiting on the president to restore something to that i think you're going to be waiting it's going to be a cold day for that i mean the only thing that could potentially happen is uh maybe some 11th hour miracle happens where he's under pressure from impeachment and does something i mean who knows but i know i went a long way around i don't even know what you really asked me it shows you that we are a little bit rusty but i just i feel like i need to get that out and just kind of say all that so i'm good so i, I don't know where where we went where we were so i'm just gonna stop there Hey, I left it open ended. I'll say this, man. Um, one more point on the um, <clears throat> the the infamous comment he made. I saw a lot of people, you know, pointing out how you know people from Nigeria and all these other countries, percentage wise, they have more degrees than uh, you know a lot of the, a lot of Americans that are here now. So I just saw a lot of people trying to point out how. People from these countries are not assholes. And in my opinion, if you truly feel like the president is racist or, you know, ignorant of, of race and things of that nature, then if I were you, I wouldn't waste my time, you know, trying to point out to him how great these pe people are. Those people from those countries continue to prosper in this country, continue to do your thing, continue to get the higher education that you're doing and just prove not just the president, but anyone else who thinks like him, just prove them wrong. You can't waste your time trying to defend yourself to someone that you think is racist because someone that is racist, in my opinion, did not get there overnight. That's a that's an opinion that they've formed over time, over many, many years. And you pointing out all your accomplishments is not going to change that. Two other things I wanted to get to on DACA. One, <clears throat> and listen, you know, the president, when it comes to people that disagree with him, he brings out certain uh, a certain attitude, a certain energy out of people. And I'm going to try to be different. I disagree with a lot of his policies. I'm going to try to be measured and reasoned with my uh, criticism of him. And it's this. He allowed the cameras into negotiations for one of the, uh, the discussions during the DACA bill. And he clearly did not understand what a clean bill is. For those of you that don't know, a clean bill is pretty much anytime Congress votes on anything, no matter what the uh, the title of the bill is, it's usually about five, six or seven other things in it, whether it's like giving 30 million dollars to this uh, county for this program, uh, renaming a post office. A lot of silly stuff goes in it. So Diane Feinstein of uh, Feinstein of California, senator from California, 
she asked the president why the cameras in there, you know, can we just have a clean bill where we just only vote on DACA with nothing else in it? And he said yes. And it took, uh, I believe, the Republican leader from the House side to interject and say, oh, Mr. President, I don't think that's what we want. And so then he has to pivot and say, oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, we don't want a clean bill. So, you know, whether you love him or hate him, you know, a reasonable person has to admit that he clearly doesn't know some of the basic facts when it comes to legislation. One other thing, the wall, that's something he campaigned on heavily during his, uh, you know, during his campaign. He wants a wall. He wants a wall on the border to stop drugs. Listen, you know, if you think if you think that's what the wall would do, that's fine. But I'm here to tell you. Most of the drugs that come south of our border come by plane. They come by plane and they come by underground tunnels. A wall is not going to stop a plane unless you think they're going to build a wall high enough to stop a plane from coming in. And a wall is not going to stop underground tunnels. So even if you don't believe me, you have to think, can someone carrying a backpack of drugs carry more than a, a plane? So that's not going to stop the flow of drugs. If you still want the wall, that's 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 on you. But I'm here to tell you, I'm just trying to bring facts to you. That's not going to stop the majority of the drugs coming in. So I just wanted to get those two points out there. Um, before we get to tax cuts, Frank, I want to let you, the listeners and everyone um, paying attention. There's a new podcast out there that I would like for you guys to check out. It's called The Missing Minority Project. Anyone that's familiar with Nancy Grace, you know, pretty much what she does is profile uh, missing kids, kidnapped kids, the missing minority project. They do the same thing, but they do it kind of like Frank and I try to bring you stories that are undiscussed much. They try to bring you uh, victims that are not discussed in the mainstream media, and they do a very good job. It's it's well produced. I've listened to it. I'm not just you know uh, reading from some script. I'm telling you what I actually listen to, but I think that they can uh, describe it much better than I can. So take a look. If your loved one went missing, what would you do to get them back? Police have been looking for Ivan Aguilar. He went missing in May 2014 at the it's age of about a little girl who seemingly vanished from Milwaukee. Alexis Wayne Walker is reported missing by his adoptive father. We started this podcast to help find the missing who aren't otherwise covered in the media. We call. We request information. We're still left with nothing, and we need your help to solve them. Somebody out there has to know something. Mommy, want you home? I want my baby. I miss her. I miss her. Join us for our true crime podcast that covers the disappearances of missing minorities and LGBTQ persons. These cases are solvable. Someone just needs to listen. This is the Missing Minority Project podcast. Again, that's the Missing Minority Project. Check it out. You heard what they had to say. I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed. They bring up cases uh, from all over the country, from not not just recent cases. They go way back 20 years, sometimes 30 years. Uh, if the case hasn't been solved, they will discuss it. And they also open 
to suggestions. They have a, uh, a social media page that they'll tell you all about. If you guys know of anyone that's been missing and the case hasn't been solved, hit them up and they will definitely profile it on their show. So be sure to check that out. The Missing Minority Project. Uh, Frank, the other the other big thing that's been going on besides DACA is uh, these tax cuts. Uh, you and I were off the air at the time, but the end of 2007, they narrowly passed this uh, big tax cut bill. And I got to give Republicans credit on this because initially the majority of Americans are going to see um, more money in their paycheck. And that's the way they set it up. As early as February, many of us will see more money. They're going to take less taxes out of our checks and you're going to see more money coming. And, I, you know, you got midterms coming up this year. So I think I, I guess the idea could be, you know what? People will be riding high. They'll give us credit for this and we'll get some votes. Uh, but they're temporary. They don't last forever. Unlike the tax cuts for corporations, those are permanent. And I just want you to I just wanted to get you to weigh in because. While they're uh, they're patting themselves on the back, you know, companies like Walmart announced a one dollar raise to their minimum wage, even though Target did it over a year ago. Uh but all these companies that are announcing these raises, what they're whispering and what they're silently uh, saying is they've been also laying off a lot of people. And they've also been closing a lot of stores. So from Carrier to Walmart to GE, there have been tons of layoffs and store closings. But you're not going to hear that from, uh, you know, right wing media. Uh, you're going to hear about how raises have been uh, raised. How unemployment is down, even though it was going down under Obama. So I just want to get your take on, you know, do you think, you know, you're a big baller, Frank. You make a lot of money. So I imagine someone like yourself is happy with the with these tax cuts. Or am I wrong? I'm actually not happy with the tax cuts. There's a number of things that actually affect a lot of things. There's actually um, we talked about a little bit on the show before. Cryptocurrency trades are actually have, have been affected. There's a couple things which. I, I won't totally, I don't want to sign, totally sign on the show with this, but there used to be the idea that when you came from uh, in, in any any uh, cryptocurrency to cash, obviously you pay taxes, but the way they've set it up now, if you're going even in between currencies, because certain currencies you have to trade, say, a Bitcoin to get to a different kind of coin, they're calling, they're trying to say everything is a taxable event, and even in the case where you're not actually realizing a cash gain, in between trading between these different coins. So that's, an, that's a very challenging thing that they actually have put out there. Um, it's kind of in line with almost what they were trying to do with the whole FIFO thing, that which, which did not pass, where they were trying to make people take out the oldest investment when they wanted to cash out and pay the most capital gains tax on it. So, um, I, you know, as far as, you know, I haven't even looked at which bracket I'm in, so I don't know if I'm really getting a break or not, but... I'm not a person that ever celebrates my success at the, at the, at the, um, how would you say, at, at the downfall of another. So to me, it's, it's a law, it's a lose lose. Um, in any, any short term gains will be out, outweighed by the long term crushing effects of having the economy. I mean, we, we just continue to repeat things in circles because I think the idea that, um, it's, it's interesting because I don't want to, get too biblical here because I as we're a political show I understand that but I just think that they're the problems we're trying to solve with the systems we have are just not gonna work. And certainly when they're disingenuous 
on, on their face is certainly not going to work. It's going to think have people think it's going to work for, like you said, a, a period of time. But long term, you will have the same things. It's already happening. People are losing um, their jobs. Uh, these minimum wages, even though they are a small increase, the cost of living is going up way higher than, than any of these minimum wages can actually cover, depending on where you live. So there's just so many things that are wrong with this tax bill. Um, but but it but it was something that changed the tax code. Um, it didn't necessarily simplify it. It just made it harder for the average American to get their um, ref- get get a good refund because they changed the the actual number. They basically doubled the number of standard deductions. So if you don't have a lot of deductions at a high number, you're not you're not even gonna be able, you're not gonna be able to itemize anymore. And that's a huge thing because that that helps a lot of people get the most refund. And and the thing that people don't understand is getting the best refund is a big deal because when people think they're getting a tax refund. You're not really getting a tax refund. You're getting the money that the government held interest-free for whatever period of time to when you have getting, been getting paid to file your taxes. So the fact that now you're going to be dissuaded from going after your best return, that, that means even though you think you're taking home more money, the government is actually taking more of your money and you're not able to get it back. So it's even, it's just crazy. So I would say definitely check your W-4s and those, those things like that that you have to use for, you know, your tax um, you know, status and understand the head of household, how that changed. But I mean, there's nothing that, that, that this, that this regime or this cabinet or whatever you want to say is doing that's good. So I'm not celebrating anything. So I, you know, mm, I'm done. First off, I'm glad you brought up the cryptocurrency because that's something that I just recently, uh, gotten into. Uh, so, and I know a lot of people have recently because of, how many conversations I've heard about it lately. So that was good information. The other thing I wanted to put out there is, uh, <clears throat> again, not to be partisan, but Congress passed this in late December, and they're trying to enact it in February. Uh, I encourage you all to, I think Frank mentioned this a little bit, and I want to say it again, I encourage you all to make sure you speak with HR, your employer, make sure that you're not getting too many tax too much money taken out of your check or too little because a lot of employers are saying that, you know, all they had was the 2017 guide. Some of them have not gotten a new 2018 guide. So many jobs have said that they haven't been sure how much money to take out. So some are going to take a lot more than they should. And some are not going to take nearly enough. And as you know, if they don't take nearly enough this time next year, you'll be looking sad when you have to owe Uncle Sam. All right, before we get out of here, we promised you guys a short show. So uh, next week, we'll try to have a guest on and have the regular format that you guys are used to. But the the other big topic that was going on, Frank, Oprah Winfrey, your next president of the United States. I'm not sure what side you're on, but I know the discussions I've had, people have found my opinion somewhat unpopular. So I'll get your opinion on this. Uh, the first thing is she's going to have to answer for Harvey Weinstein. Now, I'm not saying that she knew what was going on with him or she didn't, but I do know that she, uh, you know, was pretty close to him. And, you know, hopefully she didn't know what was going on because it, it really negates that entire speech she gave that everyone loved. But I think that's something that will come up again. I'm not saying that she can't answer for it, but she will have to answer for that part. Also, a lot of people have made the argument that, hey, you know, look what we have in the White House now. So why not Oprah? 
my response to that is you can't lower your standards because of what's in the White House now. If you feel what's in the White House now is a joke and a clown, then why would you let that be the bar? Raise the bar to what it was before and, you know, expect that out of the candidate that you want to run for president. And finally, if you've never thought of Oprah as president before that speech, then I think it's kind of silly to watch that one nine minute speech and, and say, you know what? Yeah, Oprah, president. I can see that. So I guess my main thing is I just need to see and hear more from her. But I'm just not on the you know what? I want her to run for president train. Where are you on this whole Oprah Winfrey 2020? Man, I'm glad I'm glad you asked that. That was a great lead in, by the way. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not I'm actually not for it. I'm going to go on record now. And that doesn't mean I, I would not vote for her, say, absent another candidate that I thought was, you know, I always vote for the candidate who I think is best. I don't believe in not voting. I know there's people that didn't vote in the last election, whole Hillary and, you know, Donald Trump. But, you know, in my, in my opinion, Hillary Clinton was a, still would have been a better candidate for president. Doesn't mean she was a great candidate, but she, in my opinion, was better than Donald Trump. Um, so depending on who's Oprah Winfrey is running for, I may vote for her, but I don't necessarily think that just because we had, uh, you know, basically a, a mogul from one side run and a mogul from the other side run, I, think, I don't know if that's the right way because Oprah Winfrey, while she certainly certainly has, I would say, probably shifted towards a certain more of a democratic. Um, you know, demographics and things like that. It doesn't make the, the divide in this country any better. It's you're still going to be having this super partisan thing and you're going to be looking for just a few swing states and you're going to pretty much have the same type of election that you had this last year coming down to, you know, maybe Florida, North Carolina, Michigan. Um, you know, can who wins those states? And that's who wins the election. So I, I, I don't I don't know anything about. I know Oprah Winfrey is, 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 the thing I will say about this is, I believe Oprah Winfrey is a much better business person than Donald Trump. So if you're going to say, let's put a business person in the White House, Oprah probably is better for that. But I don't necessarily think that that is um, the best way. I, I just I just don't know if I agree that we need to go back to the standard. I think that there is, there is a reason why for years we had the people who were the political elites being our elected leaders. And I know that there was a, a corruption problem with the Clintons and things like that, and that was a huge issue. But I still think there's something to, you know, the people who are educated and, in, and educated in these systems running our country. And while they may not be perfect, it certainly does. You, you didn't feel, let's put it like this. George W. Bush was not a great president. But he was not somebody who was going to necessarily hit the nuclear launch codes and get into a pissing contest with Kim Jong-un or whoever would have been at the, at the time. I think it was a different guy who was a, a dictator North Korea at the time. But what I'm saying is you have to have stability. And so for the most part, regardless of who you really vote for, you're voting. You're basically voting for stability. And Donald Trump is unstable. And, and, and that's the thing. It's like, is Oprah stable? We don't know. She hasn't been put in that position, in that situation. Like we have to quit putting these untested people just because we think it's a good idea in the in the highest office. And just because one side got their way, you can't say, well, that side got their way. We're going to try it our way. That's that's a terrible way to do business. And so, you know, I, I need to hear more about if she is going to run. I need to know more about 
who she's putting around her and what her polish are and those kind of things. I mean, those things will obviously come to pass if she does decide to run. But I can't say right now that I'm I'm thrilled because I don't believe that there's any man or woman that is can can save this world from from what it's the eventuality of it is. So when you ask me about who the best candidate is and those things like that, I don't get excited about about that kind of thing because I understand what what the reality of things are. So um, again, we'll see how it plays out. We we I'll certainly love to cover the story as it develops if she decides to run. But right now, um, I would say I'm not thrilled about the the idea I'll, I'll say this man you know for her to go from news anchor to a woman that's worth more than two billion dollars that's impressive so i'll give her props on that but i agree with everything you said uh so again want to thank you guys for listening i'll let frank take us out but uh we're on our third season we're going to try to have some great guests for you a lot of topics to go over uh, we wanted this show to be short. We know there was a lot more we could have covered, like the false alarm in Hawaii with the nuclear threat while the president was playing golf. We didn't get to it. We know it was covered a lot in the news. So, Frank, take us out. Again, thank, us, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in again to Season 3. We were blessed to be here for another season. We hope to bring you even more news and information. Again, stay up to speed with Vote Spotter and Countable. Know how your representatives are voting and call them out if they're not voting how you want them to. Uh, you know, definitely be active. You know, last last year we talked about more local politics. We're still going to do a lot of that this season. We're going to try to bring you more guests. We're also going to try to explore more things in the history of politics that give you an idea of what's happening and to show you, you know, precedents of things that have happened so you can understand the direction things are going in and, and why certain people are saying certain things or voting certain ways. We're just going to try to give you more information, not just on the stories, but, but on what is going on in the process and so maybe some of the historical stuff behind it. So we thank you for listening. Check us out on Google Play Podcast, um, Podbean, Stitcher, and iTunes. We love you guys. We'll see you soon on another episode of Politically Entertaining. Thank you for listening to Politically Entertaining. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes and visit politicallyentertaining.com for the latest in political news and updates. Thank you.